Once upon a time in a magical land of make-believe and mystery, there were two girls who dreamed that one day the stories they read in books would come to life. They often wondered what it would be like to see characters from those books live in their world and even interact with characters from other books. Those dreams have come true and those girls are now grown, but their imaginations are still filled with the magic of childhood and every week they like to take an adventure beyond Storybrooke. Welcome to Beyond Storybrooke. I'm Trina. And I'm Maddie. And we're here to discuss episode four of Once Upon a Time called The Apprentice. But first, we're going to do a couple of shout outs. Surprise! I'd like to personally thank each and every one who left us a rating and review in iTunes, specifically Angel R., Jeremy Montoya from Final Clockout. Thank you so much. Denny Cray, Alex Designs, and Scott Colby. Thank you so much for leaving us in rating and review. We still are in the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. That helps other oncers find us and our show, and they're able to enjoy what you're listening to and also spread the word. So thank you so much for putting that time and effort. We know it takes some, some good effort to do that. So we really, really are very appreciative of that. Definitely. Thank you so much. And now it's time for our feedback from our fellow Once Upon a Time listeners here from Beyond Storybrooke. And this one comes from Eliana Harris. And Eliana, we definitely want to thank you for all the feedback you've given us each episode. We do love your theories, so keep it coming. And anybody else out there who has any kind of theory, you know, feel free to shoot us an email or... Send us any type of feedback. We'd love... We love it. We look forward to it, especially Eliana. It's kind of like a ritual now where we watch the show and we hear that thing come off in our phones and it's Eliana. So thank you so much for adding that extra excitement to the show. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have that. So we always encourage any other Beyond Storybook listeners, if you want to jump on the show either with us as we discuss on the podcast, you're more than welcome to. Or you can submit us your feedback like Eliana and any other past feedback we've gotten in the past, a lot of the times it comes through email, voicemail, or Beyond Storybrook group over there in Facebook. And if you want links to any of those type of resources, just go to beyondstorybrook.com. Eliana writes, okay, this was the worst episode since Tallahassee. Only part I like was the Charmings being cute and overprotective parents to Emma. Seriously hope Belle knows Rumple is lying and she knows Rumple has the real dagger and is secretly waiting to confront him. When she does, she will leave him and for Rumpel to fight to get her back. Hook was stupid to make a deal with Rumpel, knowing he was going to twist it around. Regina deserves more of a happy ending than Rumpel. At least she's trying to be a good person and overcome her darkness. My theory is Henry is going to be the one to guard the sorcerer's hat. All right, so a lot of good points there. I do have to agree with the whole parent thing. It was cute uh, to see Emma's parents. Kind of weird at the same time because they're around the same age. So it's a little weird at first, but in Storybrooke, it all makes sense, you know, their timeline. And there's a a lot of good points that you made, Eliana, that we're going to discuss uh, later on in this episode, such as Hook being stupid to make a deal. I definitely agree that Regina does deserve more of a happy ending than Rumpel. We know from her past that she didn't start off as dark. She was kind of created that way from her mother and from Rumpel. So we know that her heart is in a good place and she is trying to be a better person. Whereas Rumpel, 
you know, you still get that feeling that it's kind of twisted when it comes to him because I guess we'll touch on it later is that he was able to open the sorcerer's uh, hat box. So that kind of questions his heart. But at the same time, you see a very bad side of him in this whole episode. It leaves a very bad taste in the mouth. Honestly, this episode, I feel, is all about Rumple and his trickery. And the last point, Eliana, that you made was that Henry's going to be the guard. And we do see that at the end. And it kind of alludes to the fact that he is going to be the guard. The symbolism is definitely there. Rumple has the hat. So he's the sorcerer, so to speak. And Henry is going to help in his shop, making him the apprentice. (laughs) <laughs> so the symbolism's there and I see it and uh, I guess we'll have to wait to find out what kind of intel he can pick up working there. Or if Rumble does a quick one on him and gets rid of the box itself. You never know. So let's move on to the quick recap. In this episode, Emma asks Hook out on a date and Hook blackmails Rumple to get his hand back, but not without tricking him into thinking it's cursed so that Rumple can later make a deal when Hook wants his Hook back. A long time ago, Anna seeks Rumple to find out why her parents sought him out, only to find that they feared Elsa. We find out what the sorcerer's hat does, which takes away magical power. And Rumple wants the sorcerer's hat so that the dagger can no longer control him. The Snow Queen continues to stalk Emma. Will Scarlet is caught in the library drunk and with the Alice in Wonderland book. And then in the end, Henry works for Mr. Gold slash Rumple to get intel on Operation Mongoose. Great recap. <laughs> yeah, in the end, he ends up working for his grandpa, remember? And that's why he kind of feels obligated to say yes to his grandson. But we'll touch on that very soon. So let's dive into Hook and Emma's date. It's a very cute couple. Yeah, so we see them. It, it, it was a cute scene because they are like teens going on the first date. And we have a glimpse of Charming and Snow being parents. This is like a second chance for them to experience their daughter's first date, which they never got a chance to. And he and Charming even says it like we never got to send our daughter out to a ball. They're experiencing a lot of their first with finally Emma and their new Neil, the, the baby. They're experiencing a lot of the first with him overall because they you got to remember Emma was taken away from them at a very young, young age. She was only what, a couple of days old right when she was born. She was put into the tree so she can be protected from the curse. Right. So you have them going through these motions. And it's, again, it's a little weird because they're, you see them as adults, very equal adults. And you have David asking all these questions and about his daughter. It's kind of funky, but um, it is cute how protective they are of her. And she's a very strong woman. Let's not forget the characteristics and the elements of Emma She's a very tough cookie to crack. Right. Very independent. Like she doesn't need somebody watching her. And she really doesn't. She doesn't prefer that. She prefers to be on her own and take care of her own self. So my question is this. Charming does act like the overprotective father. Do you think he will grow to like Hook? Should this relationship, you know, go on? I think he is already warming up to him. Whereas... Let's go back when they went to Neverland. They're all stuck together. And this is when that relationship started to spike up a little bit. And the second David felt that that was happening, he was tougher. He was more mean. He would talk to him in a very cruel, different way. Now it's like, okay, well, you know, he was, he kind of laughed it off about him having that extra hand there. 
and just saying, you know what, okay, you guys have a good time. He was excited and more accepting now. So I think it's only a matter of time that it will go good on their on their approval. Right. And let's not forget that Neil was a thief too. And Neil actually put Emma in jail. Right. Only to protect her. But remember, he was a thief. And not only that, he's Rumpel's son. So she has a bad history of the people she dated. I want to mention too, Addie, that you totally called it about the clothes. <laughs> Finally, they they must have heard the podcast. Obviously, <laughs> they they heard Beyond Storybrook and said, "Okay, Addie, you want us to change his clothes? We'll change his clothes just for the date and just for you." No, that's not the point. But that's not what really happened. But I'm so happy they finally changed it. It was still a little flary for him, but it still had that hook esque to his. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the modern modern day pirate. Well, he still has the eyeliner. You can't forgo the guy liner when you're a pirate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then Emma totally changed her clothes as well. Right. We don't see her dressed up like that. She's always in the pants and the red jacket or a beige jacket and white shirt. Or yeah. Something very basic. The only time we saw her in a dress was when she went back in time and went to the ball. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it was really cute. I think the dating, the whole dating thing was pretty cute because... We finally see that happen, and I want it to happen. I remember, I know Eliana, you don't want them to be together. You'd prefer somebody else, but I think they're cute. And and let us know how you're going about this relationship since you're so against it. Um, maybe she will, maybe you'll grow to like. Yeah, maybe you're taking the same positioning as Charming. David. Yeah. Or, yeah, David Charming. So, yeah. Anyways, let's move on to Will. Will is where Hook and Emma are when they're on their date. And we see him purposely bump into a waiter to either ruin it or stop it or distract it. So I'm wondering why? Why would he ruin their date? It still goes back to last week's theory that I had. Is he working with the Snow Queen? Wait, what is going on? I don't think he intentionally wanted to ruin their date. I think he just, it was an accident. He was leaving the restaurant in a rush because he did see them. And I think that being in a rush, he actually collided with the waitress and then was, you know, eventually bumped his water, whatever, on Emma. So I don't think that was intentional. Do you think it was intentional? I thought so. I I thought when he left, when he, before he got up, he, he mumbled something. I forgot. But it, it made me think that he was, you know, on his way out to ruin it or stop it. I don't know. I think but, he's in his own path, which we later see that he's he's really trying to find himself. And he even picks up the book Wonderland. Yeah, we find him drunk in the library and he has the Alice in Wonderland book. And we see that it's open to the Red Queen's page. So I have a far-fetched theory, kind of. I, I'm thinking, is there a connection between the Red Queen and Emma? Hmm. Is that why he's in, he's in Storybrooke? How did he end up in Storybrooke? That's the question. We don't know that either. And this is one thing to remember that Storybrooke is under a spell till this very moment. No one has broken the spell of what Anna did of placing a, a pretty much a border, an ice border around Storybrooke. That just begs the question still for me, did he come after or before that ice wall was created? I'm not so sure. Yeah, we don't see him until after it's created. So we right. don't know if he was there already. 
kind of like that wall is serving as, hey, you can't get out of here, so expose yourself now. But remember, there's mm-hmm. a harbor, too. They can get out of the harbor? I think the wall is only on the road, so they, so they show. But okay. I, another point I want to bring up, though, because he is holding the Alice in Wonderland book, it seems as if they're bringing the Wonderland storyline to Once Upon a Time. They're merging it in because it wasn't successful. And now we have Will to bring in that storyline, which is going to be very interesting if they bring it in within this season. I don't see it happening anytime soon. I think they're working it in slowly because as of now, the story is pretty packed with characters. If you think about it, they threw in Boat Peep, who we haven't seen again. Right. But I think we're that was only the beginning. And then you have the Sorcerer. And the Apprentice, then you have uh, the Snow Queen, you have Anna, the whole Frozen storyline coming in. And you just have all these moving parts going on. I don't think they would bring that completely by by this whole season. I think maybe at the end, maybe something interesting will happen. Yeah, that that's why it makes me think that there's a connection between the Red Queen, the Snow Queen, Will, and Emma. We just don't know what that is yet. I think it's alluding to that. And that could be, like you said, later on, bring in the Wonderland storyline, which they should have done to begin with, like slowly bring it in here instead of spinning it off after what, two seasons. I agree. I think that was, again, we've mentioned it before too early, too soon, too much. You already have something going on here. Great, great storyline. Merge it in within time. So let's move back to hook just him himself. Let's take Emma out of the picture because we have something very interesting that happens to him in this episode because he does want to be there. He wants to be a complete man for Emma. And with doing that comes a very, this just like Eliana mentioned, Hook knows Rumple. Everybody knows Rumple's old self. Maybe is that what clouded his judgment that because they have been seeing a different Rumpel lately that he just forgot about the past. Well, remember, Rumpel's character is a character of trickery. So he'll say things to flip things to get what he wants. And we see that with the hand and we see that with Rumpel and Anna in the past, which we'll talk about later on. This episode, I think, is the first time we see Rumpel and all his trickery. Let's start with the hand first, because there's so many things going on with the hand and the hook. And Rumpel drops a seed in Hook's mind that the hand is cursed. Mm-hmm. That if he gets it back, it might not be the same hand. He might be back to his evil evil self. So he drops that seed and it's almost kind of like a placebo effect. It actually kind of works perfect for this. You know, the symbolism there is that he's giving up a hook, but he's being hooked into <laughs> Rumpel's old ways. If you think about it, because... You have Rumple taking advantage of that moment and saying, well, here's your hand back. But, you know, it comes with a warning that your old you is going to come back. And that begs the question, too, though. And Rumple says that he said, you know what? This hand wasn't really cursed. I just said that. So now the question is, do you really want to be bad? You, This hand was like your excuse to be bad. You thought that it was cursed. So that made you think, well. I'm losing control. It's making me evil. And come to find out, it wasn't even cursed at all. That's what I kept saying the whole time I was watching. I was like, dude, it's in your mind. You got to change that mind. That's all it is. And sure enough, that's that's what it was. He kept doubting himself. He put that seed. 
he made that seed come to life when it came to it. Because when Will accidentally bumped, that's the way I saw it. He accidentally bumped into Emma and he got angry and twisted his arm. He ends up punching Will later on when he sees them. So he's kind of acting out his anger, but really it was his own self-doubt. And I think with Rumple dropping that seed, you know, you kind of wonder, I know that Hook is trying to be good. It's kind of like a Regina character because you do see the lighter side of Hook. He does care about people. He cared about Neil and he'll do anything for somebody he loves. So he wanted to get the hand back because he wanted to be able to hold Emma. But I think Rumple, with his trickery and his ways, he said, this is my chance to make him think that he's going to turn and then make him want to come back. So that he asks for his hook back. And if he does ask for his hook back, it's going to be, we're going to make a deal. Yeah. At that point, Rumple tells Hook, you know, I already put the dagger back, so you have nothing over me. So Hook has no choice to say, fine, we'll make a deal. Give me back my hook. And after that, we find out, well, Rumple lied all along. But the mistake here that Hook made was his, his final words that he said, I'll do anything just to be the normal me again. And that that alone is always the the candy is ear candy to to rumple still skin's mm-hmm. ways. One thing that I just realized well, as you were talking was that this whole season so far, the classic villains, they're really faced with the challenge of because of love, they're trying to be a, ber- a better person, but evil is bringing them back to the them old selves. We have Hook, we have Regina, and Rumple himself, who finally, four episodes in, he's finally giving in to his old ways, where it's there's been a lot of resistance because of Belle. It goes back to, can Rumple ever change? Could Belle change him? And at this point, I don't think so. He's still, I mean, he does love Belle, don't get me wrong, but I think he loves magic and power more but there it always comes at the price always and he knows that but he will forget it because he's so caught up in these acts of always manipulating the situation to get his way so it goes back to aliana's point too you would think with their history hook would know better it seems like rumple has one step above him when it comes to tricking well just tricking anybody right <laughs> so now that hook makes this deal Rumble takes him to the apprentice in Storybrooke and they end up trapping him in the sorcerer's hat. And to ensure that he's on that leash, Rumple has a videotape that shows him at the house trapping him. And of course, Rumple's not on that tape. So now it's like, you, can, you have to do whatever I say because I'm blackmailing you. What happens when Emma sees this? So now Hook is stuck. Not a blackmail back and forth it just it doesn't stop with these two no and like again you would think they would know better but they just seem to be one step ahead of each other whoever wants whatever they're looking for more right right so at the same time with this present day trickery going on they take us back into the past and there's a parallel storyline with rumple and anna a long long time ago a long long time ago (laughs) that's what the subtitle always says We find out now what the sorcerer's hat really does. And I think last episode you said, what happened to the hat? And here we are again, this episode, Mm -hmm. they bring the hat back and they explain the hat. And the hat, what it does, it takes away magical powers. 
And the reason why Rumpel wants it so bad is because he doesn't want to be controlled by his dagger anymore. Now, Anna goes to seek him, and this is where the trickery comes in <laughs> again. Yeah, he plays a good one on her because you got to remember back then, Rumpel is, he is the evil one. He's, he is the darkness. And with that darkness, he can see the true colors of someone. So he sees Anna, who he instantly knows that your name isn't really Joan. <laughs> and you have a really nice heart. And if I tell you to do something... The time comes and you won't do it because you don't have that heart. But in reality, she was supposed to give that, I don't know, antidote to the apprentice so he doesn't die of poison. And because she didn't give the antidote, the poor apprentice turns into a mouse. And who do you think that mouse is? Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is definitely Mickey Mouse, which I don't know. I thought he was. Didn't you, bring that up our, didn't you bring that up in one of our podcasts? Like, I hope they bring Mickey Mouse in because he's the one who did Fantasia. But he's I was the apprentice. Expect, yeah, I was expecting that. Hello, folks. I, <laughs> I was expecting that. You know, maybe a CGI Mickey Mouse, not an old man. <laughs> but yeah, we see that happened. And this is the whole trickery that happened with Rumple and Anna. He got his way because he knew exactly what Anna would do. He can see into the future, I think. Pretty much he does. Well, he knows people's characters and he knew that he she wouldn't put the quote unquote poison, which was really the antidote in the tea. Right. So with that always comes with the price. If Anna wants something, which in this case, she wanted the truth of what happened to her parents. Why were her parents out on this journey away from home? And she says it too. I'll do anything if you just give me what I wanted. And he says, well, sure, but sign this contract. She signed the contract, and that's how he hooks her in. He says, well, because you didn't give the antidote to the apprentice, which I knew you wouldn't, you still have to pay me back. Well, that's where she takes the dagger and has control over him. Right. She got re- he got really scared. She should have kept that dagger. Uh, yeah, I would. But again, she doesn't have that type of No, heart. she doesn't. She doesn't have that in her. He even threatens... He dares her to just kill him. Go, go ahead, kill me. And he had the whole knife there. And she just can't do it. That's not in her. And then I think you brought it up that if she was to kill him, she'd become the dark one. Yes, she would be the dark one, which... So she would get trapped. Either way, again, trickery, left and right. No matter what she would do, she'd be, be caught up in a very bad situation. Yeah, the best the best thing would just to, would be to just have control and own that dagger and not let it get into his hands. That way she can control him. But that's not what happens. So he gets a tear from her, Mm -hmm. which enables him to open up the sorcerer's hat. Now, is that tear the reason why he was able to open it in the present day when they found it again? I think so. That's my guess because that dagger already has the tear and the only person or being that can open up that sorcerer's hat is a person who has turned away from darkness and is pure of heart. And she's the one who turned away from darkness, as in she didn't give the antidote, and she has a pure heart. She has both elements. So, again, it goes back to he staged that so he can get that tear so that he can open the sorcerer's hat. Hmm. I was thinking this whole time in the present day rumble that he has a change of heart, that he is... In love, he has turned away from darkness. It's a sign, right? 
so that that's what was been going on in my head the whole time. But when this scene happened, it made total sense. Like, wait a minute. He, so Rumple is still the evil one. He's just having a lot of resistance because of Belle. Rumple still has that darkness in him. And the person who can open up the sorcerer's hat has to have no darkness in their heart. They have to have turned away from darkness and have no darkness in their heart, which he does. So the only way he can open that is with his dagger with honest tear on it. So let's move for a little bit forward now. We have Henry in the same shop with that hat. The box. Is he, does he, what does he do to open it? Just touches it and opens and because at this point Henry still has a kind heart and he's turned away from evil. How does that open when it comes to somebody else encountering? They haven't revealed that yet. That could be the case where all he has to do is touch it. Again, remember, he kind of gave that warning. Don't touch anything in here that you're not supposed to. Yeah. Just, you know, sweep. Which I like, by the way, I like that broom effect (laughs) and how it was walking all across town. Yeah, it was a little funny. A little CGI magic in there, but it was pretty cool. Let's go back to the hat, though. Now that he has the hat, Rumple, he originally wanted to use that hat so that he didn't have control, so that nobody had control over him with that dagger. So now that he has the hat, he doesn't use it for that. He's holding it on for something else. That's what my question was. It's like... Okay, you got what you've wanted. It's staring right at you. Why not? Why don't just do it already and get it over with before you're being controlled? You have Hook threatening you because of the sword. And you can say, well, look, this is the reason why I needed the sword to begin with because I found this. I needed to open it and I needed to be free from this evilness. Voila, I'm just, it's just me now. I'm not controlled by the darkness anymore. So, Belle, that is true love. How about them beans type of thing? Well, it all goes back to him wanting all the power. Remember, this hat can take anybody's magical power. So if he's in possession of this hat and he takes people's magic away, does that mean he can use that magic now that he has the hat? If he were to put it on, we don't know that. Yeah. What happens when you put it on? Nobody has put it on yet. That is totally the big question. What happens if you put it on? Because we see... In Fantasia, that's when Mickey comes to life, right? He's all the, you know, he's able to move things, the broom and the sweep and all that with his hands. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so that's the big question. What happens when somebody finally puts the hat on? Because we don't know yet in Storybrooke here on Once Upon a Time. It's a different story so far. My other question, though, again, do we believe Rumple about uh, Elsa and Anna's parents, did they really, were they really scared of Elsa and wanted to take away her power? I don't think he lied. It's just the way that it sounds. It sounds bad because you don't want your parents, you don't want to hear about your parents going out to seek help because they were afraid of you. But it could have been genuine that they wanted to help their daughter out because she was having such a hard time with it. No one there to kind of guide her. The parents grew up, again, going back to the Snow Queen if that really is her aunt, it was seen, it was kind of a bad thing. It was the the black sheep type of thing, right? You're not supposed to have these powers. If you have these powers, then that means you're just out of this world. You're not supposed to be here. You're condemned. I think with that, the parents were seeking help because they didn't know what to do. So I think Anna probably took it as in a negative way when it doesn't really mean anything bad. It just says, hey, you know what? At that time, 
it wasn't accepted. It wasn't looked at posit- in a positive light. So they were out looking for help. They did want guidance on what to do with Elsa, not so much to get rid of her or to, you know, kill her or anything like that, but just help control her power. That makes sense. And, you know, Rumple likes to twist words and twist things anyway oh, yeah. to get his way and to, you know, get people playing on their emotions. The, those emotions, which emotions, again, always ends up in bad results. Well, so it comes back to another question. Where is Anna then? If the last scene we saw was him granting her wish, you're going to leave us alone. Don't ever come to us. Send me back to Arendelle, which he did. The last scene was with Kristoff. Yeah, she's with Kristoff. So where is Anna in Storybrooke? Why can't they find her? Dun, dun, dun. Again, when they found little Bo Peeps, which is really weird to say. um, (laughs) Because she's not little. Right. Not only that, like, to just... Again, I kind of had that problem with Charming and, and Bo Peep. <laughs> yeah. Those are weird names. Um, but anyways, when they used her staff, they found her heartbeat, which means she's alive. But where is she exactly? I still think the necklace is key. We don't. That necklace is in the wall. I don't think they have it. It got lost in the ice, wasn't right, it? Right. They didn't go back for no. it. Why didn't they go back for it? I don't think they know that it's missing. <laughs> No, I think Elsa did point it out. Well, there goes my sister's necklace. But they just let it it fall through the cracks. Yeah, it was under the ice block. So I think that's what happened. I think that's key, though. Later on, it's going to be key. It is. My question is, who is the sorcerer? Now, my theory is, kind of goes, ties into Operation Mongoose. Could the sorcerer be the writer? That's interesting. We haven't seen the sorcerer past or present. No. And this episode ends, not ends, but we go back to Operation Mongoose where, okay, I'm getting this a little mixed up because it was the last scene that the preview shows Henry and Regina seeking the writer of the book. So I think that's where it all ties in together. Oh my gosh, I think you're on to something. But yeah, what what if in the next episode or somewhere along the line, since he is working in Rumpel's shop, mm-hmm. he touches that thing. I'm like, What is that? And he tells his mom, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the hat gets into Regina's hands. Mm-hmm. This is just a big snowball of events. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that was my theory. It's like, who is a sorcerer? Can he be the writer? We haven't seen him. So, and we see very little of the Snow Queen, but we do know she still continues to stalk Emma. Wherever she is, there's a puddle or <laughs> an, a like frozen road when it's sunny outside. What is the connection between Snow Queen and Emma? That's the big question that they, they keep seeping into our minds from last episode to this episode. Um, the first one, and I kind of rewatched that scene where she says, Emma, she says it with a very with heartfelt but also like oh my gosh you're fine you're you're here you're alive you're alive you're here so what is that connection i kind of feel like going back to like the first episode where they when they introduce emma but i'm not sure um that's the big question of what happens with those two because the snow queen is stalking emma now and the snow queen they keep saying that her magic or their magic is stronger than theirs do you notice that yeah i'm like what where did she? I, I don't know. Hmm. There's a lot of questions and theories and connections that could be made, and we can't wait to see what unfolds in this season. Definitely. And now it's time for your game changer moment. This episode, I felt there were three game changers. 
One, that Rumpel has hook on a leash. That's a game changer. Two, Henry works for Rumpel in the store. So he's close to many secrets in that shop. Lastly, the Snow Queen didn't arrive in Storybook because of the curse. Big game changer moment. I think the storyline of Henry being inside Mr. Gold's shop is going to open a lot of can of worms. Because not only is he in there, he's going to be exposed to a lot of what his grandpa's all about, but he's also very close to everybody else. So let's say he finds one thing or another. On a consistent basis, his family's going to come and visit him at the shop. So I think that's going to cause a lot of friction between Gold, Rumble, and the more kinded hearts. So I think that's going to be some uh, kind of a dilemma there for Rumple. Well, let's not forget, too, that Henry's sole purpose of helping out is to get intel on who the writer of the book is. So he's going to be snooping anyway. So do you think like a little a little seed of darkness is starting to seep into Henry on an innocent level? Because a normal Henry, I don't think he would have done that where he's just like, oh, well, shouldn't I just be up for it? up front and just say, hey, can I find this? Whereas he's taking his mother's advice and just going undercover and working for Mr. Gold. Well, remember, he he does like this Operation Secret That's stuff. True. And yeah. this is to help his help Regina, help his mom. So he's all for it. Get yeah. his happy That's ending. True. So he's all for it because he, he loves his mom, Regina, and he knows that she's a changed person. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try to help her. Yeah. There's no dark reasoning as to why he would go help Rumple, It's of pure of pure heart. Right. So this episode has been very, very heavy with a lot of questions, a lot of activity going on. And just want to just wrap this up and thank you so much for tuning into today's show. Thanks for the ratings and reviews, the feedback. It just shows a lot of community going on here. And if you want to participate which we highly encourage all audience participation, give us feedback or throw out theories, go to beyondstorybrook.com. Yeah, like again, we have an open seat here for you if you want to hop on the call with us to record another episode of Beyond Storybrook. It'd be really cool for us to just get together and do that. So beyondstorybrook.com. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next week. Thank you. <laughs>